the title of my sermon is The Power of the Word. But anytime I get to come up here and preach, I always just like to talk a little bit about the Bible. Because this book, as we all know, is truly amazing. Last year, my wife and I and my, my children went on a missions trip to El Salvador. And when we were approaching close to landing, we were in this really crazy storm. The plane was shaken, and you, just, you didn't know if you were going up or down, even though they told you you were descending. And if anybody's flying in the next day or two, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you my story. So I was really thinking, like, well, how do these pilots know what to do? And, I'm, you know, they can't see nothing. There's lightning. There's storms. So I'm assuming what they do is they rely on their instruments. Their instruments tell them what the planes do and what direction they're going, how fast they're going. That's their landing point of what do we do when things get bad and we can't see. They, they rely on those instruments. And this book, the Bible, is our instrument of life. If you're going to land anywhere on this book, it's going to be a great landing, I guarantee you. Yes. This book is amazing. I love it. Timothy says it's God-breathed, so it's, it's alive. Every, I believe every word. When I first started reading this book, I didn't, I didn't believe it all. I was just one of those, like a cafeteria Christian. I'm just going to pick and choose what I want to believe. No, every word, every syllable, every period, everything in this book is, is true. And I will encourage some of you that don't read it to start reading it. Um, of course, start in the back, maybe like John, read John a little bit. And I'm not a big reader. I, I started reading my Bible about seven years ago when I started getting into the Word. And I haven't read since 1983 when I graduated. True, I haven't read one book in all that time. And I want to encourage you, like some of these books in the back, First Timothy, one, two, three, four pages. You can say, I read a book in the Bible about the Lord. And it's good, positive stuff. One of my favorites, this is my kind of read, Second John, a half a page. I mean, how long is that going to take? Seriously, I really challenge you all. Pick a Bible up today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Pick it up today and read one of these. That one right there maybe takes, what, three, four minutes? Um, the power of the word is, is going to be about a, a couple things. The power of this word how we can use it properly in our lives, and the power of the word, the words that come out of our mouth, how we can tear people down or build people up with our words, or how we can tear ourselves down or build ourselves up with our words. And I did a little research on power. Um, back in Jesus' day, the, the, the word power was dunamis. I think I said it right that time. In Acts, it says it's wonderfully comprehensive. It simply means ability and applies in practical ways to everyday life. The power of the word. However, dunamis is not just any power. The word often refers to miraculous power. This book, the word, is miraculous power. So let's start off. The power of the word. James 1, 19 through 25. Listening and doing that is labeled in the Bible. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil so that evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. This is my favorite verse right now. I, I just discovered, I probably read it before, but it never sank in. 22, do not merely listen to the word. 
and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. In other words, whatever we're reading in this word, and we read it, do what it says. Don't just read it. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do it, does not do what it says is like someone who looks in face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in a way. They will be blessed in what they do. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Jesus, thank you for this day, Lord. I pray that your words are heard and not mine. Lord, I pray and we love you. We thank you for this mighty love letter. We thank you for this word that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Jason's sermon that he just did, that sermon series on change, really, really touched me because when he would say anybody in this room need change, I'd raise like both hands and both feet, just things in my life I want to change. So I'm like, wow, what am I going to do to change these things? What am I going to do? So I'm like, all right, the word. The word can help any of us in any situation we're in. So as time went on, we just, my wife and I were, were really thinking about that. The one verse, do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourself. Do what it says. So the changes where I wanted in my life, I kept reading that over and over and over again. I have an, a little analogy for you, too. Um, I go to Trinity Fitness. Is there any Trinity Fitness people in the house? Woo! It's an amazing gym. When you get there, number one, they read scripture. They get a devotional done before you work out. They kind of bless you before you kill yourself. <laughs> um, one of the trainers was explaining something, how to do this certain lift. You got to go down, grab the bar. Your feet have to be just right. You're, they really tell you how to do it right. Your knees right, your shoulders right, your back. You pick it up, you flip it up, and you lift it up in the air. Now, if I were to go and just listen to that and then not do it, and there's days where I listen, I'm like, I'm leaving, man, because that's too much work. But if you, if you just go and you just listen to that and you don't do it, you're not going to get a workout, correct? It's not going to apply. You're just, why listen and not do it? That's what we're talking about, the power of the word. My wife, a lot of you know, she loves animals. She's like my female wife of uh, pet detection. Pet, uh, what's that? Ace Ventura, pet detective. She's always rescuing animals. She loves animals. Um, we were in the fish store, and she's seen these betta fish, they're called, where they live in little, like, little bowls, and they're all by themselves. And she literally started crying. She's like, these poor fish, I have to save them. And she loves animals, so I'm like, I'm okay with that because, you know what, this fish is not going to poop in the yard. It's not going to have hair all over my couches. I'm good with it. So she's got these little fish. She takes this fish home, a couple of them, and one of them got really sick. She had it for a couple of months. It got really sick, and it, and it wasn't eating. So, but what happened days before that, before like the, the, it was not eating, I was back at the gym, and one of the trainers gave me a scripture, I believe it was in Chronicles, it was out of a children's Bible, and it said, for the eyes of the Lord search back and forth across the whole earth, looking for people whose hearts are perfect towards him, so he can show his great power in helping them. 
So I bring that home, and she's like, what's that? She takes it from me. She's talking about her fish, and she says, you know what? I believe in his great power. I'm going to pray that prayer over my fish because he hasn't eaten in a month, and he was starting to swim sideways for days. He didn't eat. So that night, he's like, he's not dead, but he's like that. It's a true story. My, my wife, my girls, we all witnessed this. She prayed that prayer over him, over the fish, him or her. I don't know what it was. And she prayed over that fish, and we went to bed, and she woke up the next morning. She's all excited. She gets out every morning trying to feed the fish. She dropped the food in, and he started eating. So what I'm saying is she didn't, you know, she did it. She, she applied it. She prayed it. She believed in it. And that fish is still alive, and he's swimming like this again instead of like that. I mean, it was just amazing that my girls got to witness that, too, that you know, God can show us things through a little. The fish costs $6.00. We've got like 50 bucks in it. She's been taking it to the vet. <laughs> taking it to the vet. One place told her to put dyes in it. It was swimming in blue water for a week. And just I'm like, Mary, we can go buy one for eight bucks. That's just my way of thinking. I'm sorry. That's why she's the pet lover. I like animals, but she just adores them. This verse applies to all scripture. Whatever you are reading, apply it. Apply this to it. Read verses in the Bible that apply towards words what you are saying. Anything you got going on in your life, whether, whether it's gossip, if you're gossiping, if you're having problems in your marriage, if you're having problems at work, if you need work, speak positive words into that situation. Speak this word into it. Read this word. Anything you're going through is in here. It's in here. I've... I'm fairly new at what I'm doing, and sometimes someone will ask me something. I'm like, man, I don't know if that's in there. So I'll go to Pastor Steve or Jason, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's right here, you know. They just, they, they, they find it. It's amazing. This book is incredible. Point number two, the power of speaking, James 3, 4. Or ships as an example, although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Proverbs 18.21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. It, it's so easy for us, again, to say words, to tear people apart, to tear ourselves apart. I'm going to tell you something about my, my girls, my daughters. Um, they're young, they're 12 and 15, they seem to spill things a lot, and, which is totally normal. There's nothing wrong with that. But I was having a bad day a few weeks ago, and I just, I blew up. I was saying words that I should not have said, wasn't swearing or nothing, but I was like, oh, I can't believe you're, you're spilling stuff, and I was just being a real jerk, and shame on me for doing that. They're just innocent little children. I spill stuff. I just, I felt bad speaking to them like that. I'm going to bring that up again in a second. These scriptures are telling us it's our choice on the words that we use. It's so easy for us to start arguing and saying bad words because that's our sin nature. It's just so easy sometimes to get off on the wrong trail. How many of you in this room right now said something to someone in the past week, hour, or month that wish you did not say? There's, yeah, everybody's putting hands up. First two services, someone said an hour. and the second service, someone said 20 minutes ago. <laughs> it's just, 
what we do. It's, it's terrible, and that's why it's so important when, you, when you're reading this word, it's going to change the words that come out of you. It's huge. What do we look like when we argue and we use these words to tear each other up? My wife and I got, you should probably think I'm a real jerk because here I am picking on my wife and my kids. And Again, my biggest thank you prayer is my wife puts up with me. We were in an argument a couple months ago, and there was a mirror behind her, and I got a glimpse of what my face looked like. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I immediately stopped. I'm sorry, honey. I love you. And again, it was my fault, just having a bad day. But that's what we do. We will pick on the people that we love with words and actions, and it's, we shouldn't do that. I seen that glimpse in the mirror. It's a good thing the mirror should have cracked. I mean, it was, it was just, it really made me think of, wow, not only am I using harsh words, I look pretty darn strange. I do that on my own, but it looked even stranger in an argument. Um, Pastor Steve was praying over the staff last week, and somehow children came up and, and talking about how we treat our children, and he said, three things a child needs to hear. I love you. I'm proud of you, and let them know whatever they do great, let them know that. Let them know that they do something great. I love you. I'm proud of you. Let them know that they do something great. There are children. God's is, they're really God's children. God has just trusted us with them. That's why he let us have them. So if any of you in here having, you know, same thing that I was going through, need that change, get into the word, read something, I'm telling you, it's a life-changing experience. Let me tell you, Jesus loves you just the way you are, too. If people are trying to pick on you or tell you you're not doing something right, if you're not, if it's not right, of course, but the way you look or you feel or you act, the same way the power of our words and thoughts can bring life. Think of how you feel when someone comes alongside you and says you can do anything you want to. That lifts you up. It kind of changes your attitude. Speak positive to yourselves and speak positive into your family, your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, and especially with your children. Back to my children. Had another little incident where something else happened in the house. And again, I was having a bad day and I kind of blew up again. And again, this hasn't been happening for years. This is something that's just over the past month or so. I don't know what it is, probably because I wasn't praying on it. I wasn't getting into the word about it. But again, since that series with Jason, I started getting into the word and praying and trying to be more positive. Um, I don't know if this was good or bad, what I did. I let my children know as I blew up at them again. I said, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry for doing this. But I told them, "I'm, I'm praying on this. This is one of the changes that I'm trying to do. So immediately the next day, I did it again. And my youngest, she just looks at me and says, Daddy, I thought you were praying on this. (laughs) You talk about accountability partners. And now I'm saying it here in front of the whole church, and they're down there going, yeah. Feel free to ask me if you see me out in public how I'm treating with my wordage. I'm I'm good with it. I, I need all the accountability I can get. Don't listen to people, again, when they're trying to cut you down. Um, Again, power of the words. Jesus loves you just the way you are, just the way you are, no matter how you look, what you do. I have a a problem I'm going to share with you guys, a little analogy. I need 
I like hats, and I like to wear hats. Because as you see now, I've been in the sun. I'm a beach bum at heart. I love the beach. Anthony's already laughing. I give you all 100% permission to laugh at me. It's totally okay. I just look like a dork, and I know I'm not supposed to be cutting myself down, but when I wear a hat, I just, I'm not a hat guy. Some of you are bending over. You're laughing so hard. You can laugh. I'm good with it. I'm just not a hat guy. Somebody said, man, the transformation that just happened. I mean, I'm just not a hat guy. But again, what I just said, like this hat right here, or John 3.16, but on the bottom, Jesus loves you. He loves you just the way you are. Even if you look funny in a hat. I mean, Jesus is, is amazing. We have to turn to him for everything that we do. Some hats do look okay every once in a while. A friend of mine actually gave a hat to Jason. It's one of those camouflage ones because they know he likes to hunt, and I put it on. And I go, wow, I can get away with this hat. He goes, what does that mean? I go, it means I'm keeping it. <laughs> and you need to get him another hat because I'm really not going to give him this hat. So we got him another hat, and I got to keep it. I thought about bringing it, but I thought, what if I put it on? You guys still laughed. <laughs> then I couldn't wear that hat out in public, so it's my little hat. Proverbs says, life and death are the power of, of our words. Electricity has great power. We use it in our homes, and we use it for things to, to power up, but if you use it in the wrong way, it can be deadly. Number three. The power of potential, Matthew 19, 26. Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Isn't that the truth? With God, with his word, all things are possible. We only look at our limitations, but God sees our potential. He knows our potential. We only see our limitations, but God looks at our potential. So many of us wait around for our circumstances to change, but we need to change our confidence, and we need to learn to separate them. Only God can turn a mess into a message. So if you're in a mess right now, keep praying, stay in your word, speak positive words. He can turn that mess into a message. He can turn a test if you're going through some kind of test right now, you think. He can turn that test into a testimony. Never let what happened yesterday, last week, or a year ago ruin your day today. Every day we're given a new day, and if something bothers you that you did a year ago, a week ago, let it go. Let it go. There's even scripture in here that talks about that. Let it go. Enjoy your new day. Scripture tells us to concentrate on the good. The Bible says good overcomes evil. It's better to focus on positive words than to think of what not to say. It's so much more uplifting to keep saying and speaking positive words. I truly believe if you're praying on something and you're speaking positive words into that prayer, I truly believe your prayers will be answered in a more amazing way. I truly believe that. Again, don't just read it. Do it. Pray whatever it is. Look in the Bible. Find that scripture. And pray on it. And I really believe that your, your prayers will have a more, more amazing answers. This next story is um, 
Jesus was setting us up for, for a, a testimony. We didn't know it at the time. Years ago, um, my prior job, when I was in, the market fell. As we all know, years ago, the market crashed. You know, houses went down and everything. And the business I was working for was very successful, but it, it went from 103 people down to six. I was one of the last people to leave. And money was tight. Money was really tight. We almost lost our house. We almost lost our house. You know, they were calling, hey, you're getting ready to lose your house. Our bills were way behind. But my wife, thank goodness, she's so positive. She kept praying into it and telling me to stay positive. There were days I just said, let's just, let's just let it go. Let's give up. She said no. She'd pray over me. Um, we were new in our walk back then. Um, we were just getting into the, the walk with Jesus and reading our Bible. She kept speaking positive words into it. And we got down to our last $200. And I bought some food. And whatever reason, I, I went out. All these plants you see out here, I planted them when they were real small. And I came here one day. It was a Saturday. And I literally was just on my hands and knees praying and digging holes and planting plants. Um, it was just a, a different season I was in. And at the time, I was, I was working in a little kiosk at the mall. I was one of those guys, you know, which is great. Those guys make some decent money. They have some neat things. But I hate the mall. I'm just not a mall guy. I can do everything with my wife except shop. I just don't have the patience for it, so I don't like the mall. So I was, again, doing everything from painting houses, mowing grass, trimming trees. So I'm in the mall one day, and she, she calls me up, and she's like, you're not going to believe this. My mom just called. Her mom had no idea that we were about to lose our house and things were really bad. Her mom called and she said, look, I'm going to leave you some money one day, but I'm going I'm to bless you with some money right now. And she's telling me this in the mall, and I'm crying so hard. Like the whole, mo- I mean, I'm not just, I'm like, ah! I'm like, I'm weeping. I'm, I'm crying really loud. And people are, I mean, I'm crying so loud, I'm shaking. Tears are rolling out. It's a happy cry, of course. So people are coming up to me. They're like, man, are you okay? And I'm like, I love Jesus. And they're like, great, and Jesus freaking, he's on something. It doesn't work out that way for everybody. It doesn't, but for whatever reason, that prayer was answered. And I just thank God for that. Um, our next scripture here, Isaiah 58, 9. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression with the pointing finger and malicious talk. Again, pray always to speak positive words. The words you speak about yourself are the most important ones. You need to speak words about yourself, what God is speaking to you. You are here on purpose God loves you just the way you are, as we talked about earlier. We have to quit beating ourselves up. Things like, I'll never get that job. I can't fix this marriage. I can't do this. We need to rise above our own confession. Learn learn to speak the word of God into your own life. Speak the word of God into your spouse's life, into your children's life, into your friend's life, into your neighbor's life. How many of you here... How many of you are here and have an area in your life that you know you would like to improve on? Lots of us. Start with the positive words. Start with positive words about that area. And look for God's word, his scripture, to speak into those areas. 
Can you imagine what would happen if every three hours we had an alarm go off on our phone or something and it was time to pray and time to thank? Every three hours. I mean, how we wouldn't, you know, someone might actually try it. I think it'd be great. How amazing would that be? Every three hours, I'm going to pray, Lord, help me in this area and thank you for everything that you've given me. I always say a thank you prayer to Jesus for this church and for all of you. I thank God for all of you all the time. The amazing relationships that have been built. The people coming to this church. Um, I thank God for this church, for the word that Pastor Jason and other pastors speak here every week. It's amazing. I believe when we speak positive words into our families and friends and neighbors that it builds physical strength. I truly believe that. When we, when we speak positive words, it builds physical strength and, of course, spiritual strength. I've met with some of you that are going through tough times right now and you're feeling low or depressed. Let's start with thanking Jesus for what we have. And again, sometimes I prayed on something one time for 10 years. 10 years. I was doing some things of the world that I shouldn't be doing. I prayed 10 years. But those 10 years I was pray, praying, I wasn't in the Word yet. I wasn't attending this church yet. It was just, oh, Lord, help me in this area. Amen. Peace. <laughs> but when I got into His Word, when I got into His Word, after 10 years of praying for it, don't get me wrong, I still have many of areas in my life that I've been praying on for things too for years. We don't know why, why things happen the way they do. So again, whenever, you know, if, whenever I'm feeling down, my wife will lift me right up. And I encourage you all to do that with your spouses too. I will get an extra dose of courage. Her and my children will speak positive words, especially if I'm not picking on them. We need to encourage one another with words of faith. I want to speak to the men for a minute here. So many of us men in, in the household, um, you know, we'll, we'll have, we'll come home and we're like, ah, I'm having a bad day. I got to do this. I got to work all the time. I got to mow the lawn. I got to do this and rah, 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 just go on and on. And, you know, it just doesn't sound good. It's not being positive. Well, men, let's, let's think of the, the women, the, the, the moms in our life, our spouses. They do a lot. This is to all you women out there. Praise the Lord for putting up with us men. And to the moms that have children. We, my wife and I have two, two children, and we were thinking of having a third. And two was like, woohoo, this is two, but we're, gonna, we're thinking of going for three. We talked about it, and I went to, uh, we said, let's not do it. So I went to a doctor and made an appointment for a little procedure to be done so you know, we might not have any more children. And a couple weeks later, you know, the appointment was still coming up. A couple weeks later, my wife had got called into work. On, she was working part-time, so I had to take a day off work. This was my first day home alone with my children. My first day home alone with two little ones in their diapers. And one was talking. I think it's been so long. but So she gets home, and she's like, how was your day? And I'm like, great, good. I had soft food in that little jar flung at me. I had hands going into diapers and pulling poop out. I didn't get nothing done that I wanted to do. So she's like, well, how, you know, is that it? I said, yeah, I did one other thing. 
I call that doctor back and I'm going to go get that appointment, that thing done, because I don't know how you do this. Again, if it was up to men to have babies, we'd be done. The planet would have no people on it. Um, Let's go to point number four. We all know this one. The power of the power of strength through Jesus. Philippians four thirteen. We all know this. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. And if you're in this room and these words are affecting you today, this is your day to get into this scripture and apply it. Don't just read it and walk away from it. Read it, pray on it, apply it. Give it to Jesus, whatever it is that you need strength for. Earlier in scripture, we heard, don't just merely listen to the word and do so and and deceive yourself. Do what it says. Find the scripture. Because right there, the Bible says it. I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. One last story I want to end with is one of the most amazing testimonies that my wife and my children, all four of us just happened to be together when this happened. Um, I had a heart cath done about a year and a half ago. I was 48 and a half. I was getting ready to turn 50. And for like 20 years, I kept having little chest pains and I'd go to the doctor. And by the way, if there's any men or women in here and you're having any kind of chest pain, Go get it checked out. Don't be stubborn and wait 20 years like I did because two things are going to happen. The doctor's either going to say, praise God you came in because you do have something wrong with you or he's going to say, you're good. You're going to get peace of mind that way. I happened to be good. There was nothing wrong. So I got a hall pass and I was eating McDonald's and Burger King and all kinds of stuff. But anyways, back to the testimony. When I was in the recovery room, we met this lady, she was eight months pregnant, and somehow God came up, and she said, you know what, I have a miracle, this baby's a miracle, all babies are miracles, but God has done miracles through this baby, and what you need to know about this baby, she just shed her heart with us, she said, my baby, as soon as it's born, or weeks after, it's going to need heart surgery, this baby had something wrong with the valves in its heart, and she said, you know what? God's already done miracles through this baby. I have people that, that we haven't talked in my family in years, and we're talking now. I have people that have been coming to church because of what's going on and hearing a message and raising their hands and accepting Christ. She even went as far to say, if this baby doesn't make it, I'm still going to praise God because... He used this baby to do miracles. But the thing that that stood out to me the most is she said at the beginning of the conversation, I'm going to speak positive into this situation. I'm going to stay in my word. I'm going to speak positive into this situation. She was just here, actually, at the last service. And the baby's fine. I think the baby did have some surgery and stuff, but the baby's a healthy little baby girl. Praise God for that. I'm going to 
So again, we all need the, the power of Jesus because he is the real power. One last thing too is before we close, don't put something in front of you that does not belong in you. Think of that. Don't put something in front of you that does not belong in you. Everybody has different things in this room right now that puts something in front of them that does not belong in them. Again, we want to stay into the word, keep a positive word, speak positive things into your life. So let's close now and everybody bow their heads. If there's people in this room right now that don't know Jesus and would like to get to know Jesus and would like to accept him into his life. I tell you what, when I first accepted Jesus into my life, it wasn't just like, wow, I accepted Jesus. It was an amazing day. It was the best day of my life. When I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart, my life changed. Things changed in my life. Everything around me was changing. I looked at things different. I seen things different. I heard things different. If there's anybody in this room right now that would like to rededicate your life or accept Jesus Christ in your life, just raise your hand, please, so I can see it. We're going to pray for you. Anybody that would just rededicate their life or, or, or give your life to Jesus. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. Awesome. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Anybody else? It's a great day. Give your life to Jesus. Rededicate your life. Thank you. Before I pray, I want to encourage you to go out to the tent and meet with somebody. Again, this is just no ordinary day. It's a great day. You can get a Bible if you don't have one. They can give you a daily devotion. And when we leave, you'll see on the screen, there's an email. If you just want a little more privacy, you can email us, startingpointatthecoastlinechurch.com, and you'll get something back right away from Jason and Raina. So let's pray that prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sins and save me from the eternal separation from God. By faith, I accept the work and death you did on the cross as sufficient payment for my sins. I pray for a new life with you, and I pray that you will, I know you will always be there for me. I pray in advance, Lord. I pray for the blessings that you're going to give me, Lord, in advance. I love you so much. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the encouraging words you're going to put in my life. I thank you so much. We thank you for the beautiful Bible, the love letter you've given us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you all.